I'm so excited to be here uh, this morning and to minister the word of God. I was very excited when Pastor Ray called me yesterday and he's like, uh, are you up for a sermon today? And I said, yes, Pastor Ray. <laughs> Amen. So, we are going to continue the series that Pastor Ray started last week, The Name of Jesus. And um, last week, Pastor Ray said something very important. He said that uh, the name of Jesus came from God. When the angel Gabriel came to the Virgin Mary and announced that she is going to be with a child and his name is going to be Jesus. So the name came directly and straight from heaven. What a name. A powerful name, a name with authority. So if you haven't listened to last week's uh, message, I encourage you to do so. I encourage you to do so because uh, we are going to continue right from where Pastor Ray uh, stopped. The name of Jesus is a possession or an inheritance for the church. It is a name that is above every name. The Bible says that at the mention of it, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Amen. And not just on earth, but of things in heaven and everywhere else. The name is so powerful. The name of Jesus represents his authority and all the spiritual realities. Who Jesus is, is in his name. All of his authority, all of his power resides within his name. And so for this morning, um, we are going to look at the name of Jesus from three different perspectives. And uh, we will be taking our test from the book of Acts chapter 3. We will read from verses 1 through to 16 and then look at uh, Acts chapter 4. Because the story we are about to share uh, actually covers two chapters, Acts chapter 3 and Acts chapter 4. And for our time, for the sake of our time, we'll try to, I mean, bridge it so that it makes sense to all of us. So first of all, we will look at the name of Jesus from the perspectives of the, of the cripple. And then we will also look at it from the standpoint of uh, Peter and John, and then lastly, we will look at it from the standpoint of the rulers and the elders. Amen. So if you have your Bible with you, let's turn to the book of Acts, chapter 3. When you are there, say amen. Acts chapter 3, reading from the verse number 1, the Bible says that, John, Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the three o'clock prayer service. 
As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day, he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate. So he could beg from the people going into the temple. Verse 3, when he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently and Peter said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I will give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter looked, took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And he did. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God, he went into the temple with them. All the people saw him walking and heard him praising God. When they realized he was the lame Burger, they had seen so often at the beautiful gate, they were absolutely astounded. They all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Verse 12. Peter saw his opportunity and had and address the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus, by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected because, before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy, righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life. But God raised him from the dead. And we are witnesses of this. Verse 16. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Amen. So let's take the verses that we have read bit by bit and see if we can understand the mystery and the revelation that is in, within this story. So let's look at the, the cripple beggar. I want you to picture this with me, okay? So 
Let's do this together. So we see a nameless, faceless, and hopeless man. The Bible said that he was in his 40s, and he has never walked in his life. He has never worked in his life. He is a professional beggar. He has no name. And you can imagine the pain he was going through, the psychological uh, wounds, the things that people don't see. And every day, he comes to the beautiful gate begging for harms. Now, some of you will say that I'm not crippled. But in, the, in, in some ways, we are just like this man, crippled in our emotions, crippled in our marriages, crippled in our finances, crippled in certain areas of our lives that we can't get out of. And for 40 years, this man has never danced. He has never walked. For some of us, there's no music in our lives. We have never used our legs to jump or leap for joy. And this is what was going on in the uh, life of this man. Then Peter and John came along. Now, it was customary for people going into the church or the temple to carry money with them. So he was very hopeful that this Peter and, and, and John, they look well, but the truth is that they were broke. So when he saw them, he was very hopeful and he was expecting, so he quickly asked them for money. And they stopped. And look at what they said. They said, look at us. Now, you can see how the expectation was building up. He was hoping and thinking that something big was going to come out. Today, you will not go home empty-handed. He had so much hope. But then, wait for it. The shocking words came. Silver and gold have I none. <laughs> and you can imagine the cripple some may have been like this, expecting. But the moment Peter said that, silver and gold have I none, you can see his face must have dropped, his jaw dropped, his hands coming down, and in disappointment. And he may be asking himself questions that, if you don't have money, what do you have to give me? You know, sometimes we go through life and we think that uh, uh, for all the crippling issues in our lives, if only we have money. But there are certain things in our lives that money cannot solve. There are situations that we are facing that money is not the solution to it. To some of the things we face in life, Money is like uh, putting a bandage on a, uh, a situation that requires surgery. It doesn't work. So, this man kept hoping. 
and hoping. And then Peter went on to say that, uh, you know what, gold, silver and gold I don't have. But what I have, I will give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. No, so you know what? Peter and John were convinced that they've been sent by God. They know what they have. I'm here to tell you somebody that the name of Jesus, if you know what you have, if you understand the power and authority behind the name of Jesus, you will realize that name has, I mean, it's so wonderful that all riches on earth. So they said that, look, silver and gold we don't have, but what we have, we give unto you. They they, they saw this as a a life-changing opportunity that somebody's life was going to be changed. They know what they have, the name of Jesus. Some of us, we've been Christians for a long time, but uh, we don't know what we have. We don't know the power in the name of Jesus Christ. And we only know that, oh, you pray, and then you say in the name of Jesus, that's it. It ends there. For most of us, that's it. Oh, yeah, you pray, and then in the name of Jesus, like a stamp, you put it on your stamp, that's it, on, on a letter. God will hear it. But there is power in the name of Jesus. And that's what Peter and John understood. They said, look, we don't have gold, we don't have silver, we don't have money to give you, we are broke, but we have something that we want to give to you. And that is the name of Jesus. So let's, let's go back to the verse number six again. And let's read what uh, Peter said. But let's start from verse four. It says, Peter and John looked at him intently. And Peter said, look at us. Now, he, all of his attention and focus was on Peter and John. And the expectation was building up. He said, look at us. So somebody look at me. And he said, look. Peter and John looked at him intently and said, look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money. But Peter said, I don't have any silver or good for you. But I will give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, get up and walk. And the Bible said in verse 7 that then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. Do you know what it means for even Peter to stretch out his hand to the beggar? He's somebody who is on the very low end 
of society. Nobody wants to get close to him. People don't want to touch him. But he reached out, showing compassion. And the Bible said that as he reached out and touched, power went through this man. And he was healed. Let's, let's read the verse number eight. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking, leaping, and praising God. He went into the temple with them. So now that the, the, the crippled man was doing all the things that he has never done before. Jumping, standing, walking, leaping. Oh my God. Things he has never ever done in his life before. So I'm here to tell you somebody before you leave here this uh, Morning, may you experience something you have never, ever, ever experienced before in the name of Jesus. So Peter presented the name of Jesus to the cripple. There is peace in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus can make a great difference in your lives. Now, I sense the power of God here strongly. Uh, Wherever you are, I want you to stand up. Now, I want you to just examine yourself wherever you have pain. We are going to mention the name of Jesus after which I want you to now um, examine yourself again to see if that condition still exists. All right? There is power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Now, I want you to examine where you have pain to see if you have healed. If if you are experiencing some healing in your body, I just want you to raise up your right hand for us to see. If you just receive a healing, thank you. If you just receive a healing, just amen. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Healing. Healing is taking place right now. Healing is taking place right now. Father, we thank you for what you are doing in our bodies right now. We thank you for what you are doing in our spirits right now. That healing is taking place. Just like the cripple, we are receiving healing in our bodies. We are receiving healing in our emotions. Healing in the name of Jesus. You may be seated. So, Peter, when, when the, the, all, all the people saw this crippled man uh, running, jumping, and uh, was so <laughs> rejoicing, they joined in rejoicing with him. But the Bible said that uh, he went and he held on to Peter and John. And all the people came together. And 
Peter, Peter saw it as an opportunity to preach the word of God to them, to tell them about the name of Jesus. But then Peter was very quick to dis, put a disclaimer out there that, look, <laughs> I was not the one who healed this man. I have no hand in it. I didn't do anything. Peter gave all the glory to God. He said, the man that you see standing healed today, he was healed through faith in the name. Faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. So let's look again at um, uh, verses 11 through to 16. The Bible says that then they all rushed out in amazement to Solomon's colonnade where the man was holding tightly to Peter and John. Peter saw his, his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness. Peter was trying to say that, look, it's not because we are apostles or we are holy or we are godly or we are anything. For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. It is God who has done this. And he said that this same Jesus whom you handed over. Let's skip that to verse um, um, 16. It says that, so it is true faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. Through faith in the name. And you know how crippled he was before. And he went on to say again that faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. So we all have the name of Jesus. Now, miracles, miracles are God's discretion. But whenever we release our faith, ha, heaven responds. Let me say this again. Miracles are God's discretion. But whenever we release our faith, heaven responds. So when you release your faith in the name of Jesus, God will respond. Healing will take place. Miracle will take place in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, let, let me, let's just shift our attention to um, the experience or the perspective of the rulers and, and the elders when they heard about what has happened to the lame man, to the cripple. Now, the people were rejoicing. The people were happy to see that miracle 
has happened again. But then the elders, the authorities were worried. They were very upset that this Jesus that we killed, how come Peter and John are telling people that there is power in this name? And they actually recognize the miracle that has happened. They, saw that, they said that we knew this man for 40 years. He was crippled and he's healed. This is a legitimate miracle. We cannot deny it. So what do we do now? So <laughs> now the three o'clock prayer meeting is over. And Peter and John have been thrown into jail. The next day, they, st- they started questioning them. That in whose name did you heal this man? They want to make sure. They want to be 200% sure that is it in the name of Jesus? If that's the case, then there's a problem. So they started questioning them. But the Bible said that Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, started speaking to them about the name of Jesus. And he said that, look, we have not done this, but it is the name of Jesus. It is the man that you, whom you crucified. And so they decided that, look, they have seen it, the people have seen it, and they don't want this to escalate any further. So they, they want everything to be kept in the quiet. And they, they warned Peter and John that, look, you can go. You are free to go. But don't preach in the name of Jesus anymore. Even the elders and authorities, the Sadducees and those who are the custodians of theology, they, they don't want this name to be preached. They don't want people to know the power in the name of Jesus Christ. So they go, but don't preach anymore in the name of Jesus. And so Peter and John went to the believers who were gathered somewhere, and they told them all that has happened. And then the Bible said that they started praying. And they made a prayer, a very powerful prayer. And that's where I want us to turn our Bibles to, to Acts chapter 4. And let's look at uh, the verses 29 to 31. Acts chapter 4. I encourage you to read from the verses 1 and you will see uh, what really transpired. Let's look at the verse number 29. So this was the prayer of the, um, of the saints. They said, and now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After this prayer, the meeting place shook 
and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with boldness. They said, stretch out your hand with healing power. All in the name of Jesus. Believers, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee will bow. Now, let me just tell you something. The leaders and the elders realized something about Peter and John. What they realized was that these people were unlearned. They were nobodies. But they've been with Jesus. And they've discovered the most powerful thing on earth. The name of Jesus. Somebody, today I give you the name of Jesus. The name that is able to deliver you from every crippling situation that you find yourself in. Every crippling situation that you find yourself in, the name of Jesus is able to get you out of it. I want you to bow down your hairs wherever you are and, and begin to communicate with God. Talk to God, somebody. Talk to God.